Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation episode number 25. We're 25 episodes in, and we finally got some upgraded audio equipment, so hopefully we know how to use it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, that's remains to be seen, but it so far sounds good. All the preliminary tests sound, uh, sound very crisp and clean. Check, check, check. One, two. (laughs) <laughs> this is Joe, uh, and as usual, I'm joined by my co-host, Lauren. Nick. Oh, yeah. Listen to that crispy audio instead of 50 so feet away. Crisp. Lauren so has crisp. never sounded so crisp. Yeah, maybe I shouldn't have given so her microphone access, because now she's having too much yeah. fun with that. <laughs> Even if we uh, don't produce a better podcast, at least we look cool. I mean, we got <laughs> yeah, yeah, we look cool to each other. Actually, we just sound cool because they can't see us. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They'll never know. They'll never know. But yeah, so we've got some new mics, uh, still same crew, East Carolina Beer and Brewing presenting this podcast as usual. But we're here, we're, we're trying out some new stuff, maybe to make uh, some improvements here. So if you like it, let us know in the comments. If you don't, don't let us know. We'll just go <laughs> under the assumption that you like it. So, All right, uh, you guys getting kind of thirsty? Sure. Oh. Saying all these check, check, one, twos is making me a little thirsty. thirsty. So what do we got to crack today, Lauren? Well, we have a uh, New Belgium's Mountain Time Premium Lager. Premium Lager. I'm about to crack this. Oh, yeah. Uh, let's pour some. Can you hand me a glass, dear? Yeah, so this let's is New Belgium some. Mountain Time Lager. Oh, it's in a nice clean can. So clean. It's got a you know, nice white background on it. Ooh, Lauren's cracking a second one. Beautiful. So that we have enough to go around. Yeah, because they're 12-ounce cans. Would we get this in a variety pack? Yes. From the teat? Yes. Not expired, is it? Well, I don't know. I didn't actually check the expiration dates. That was an aggressive pour there, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. Some, something, yeah. you got to be watching out, Lauren. You're a little heavy-handed with your little... pour. Can't heavy-handed. Help it. So heavy. All right. And there you are, Nick. Let's top you off here. First impressions, what you got? Um, it's very clear. Oh yeah, very clean looking lager right here. As any lager should be. Yeah. Lager. Hardly I know hardly her. know her. It's glass is not very clean though. Should have given it a little rinsey poo. I can't do everything. You can't do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a very crisp, clear. I mean, it just looks like most American lagers that yeah. you've had in the past. Uh, nice golden color. Four point four percent alcohol by volume. Just in case you're wondering, one gram of protein gets swole, uh, and we've got 130 cals. Most beers don't actually say what their calories are. Oh, that is, I didn't realize that was on the can. Me either. Let's give it a taste. Looking for a nice full flavor lager here. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, relatively, it's not the most flavorful lager I've had, but it does have a malt profile to it. Something you can taste. Mm-hmm. Very yeah. refreshing. Yeah, it's like pretty clean. Not really any fruity notes like you would hope. Uh, pretty good collar of foam that's sticking on top, though, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Looks like a commercial beer, you know what I'm saying? Like you have a, a Bud Light commercial or something, and yeah. you get that nice crisp-looking beer. That's what this looks like. I could play uh, beer pong with those. <laughs> <laughs> Playing some beer pong with it. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, typically you're playing beer pong with a nice lager. Mm-hmm. Um, 
they're not usually premium lagers as you'll yeah. find here from New Belgium. But. I think this one would be too nice to to play beer pong with. I'd enjoy this on a hot day at the pool. Yep, pool. Who? Good pool beer. Beach season's coming upon us. It is. We got to get in shape. Come on, uh, let's go. I know, right? Let's go work out. Go team, go <laughs> right now. All right, we're gonna quit the podcast right now and just go work out. Well, I'll be doing some working out tomorrow. Oh yeah, you will. <laughs> That's right, bringing us to our local beer news. Tomorrow, well, tomorrow or today, when you're listening to this one's released, is St. Patrick's Day. The luck of the Irish. And and uh, old Nicholas is participating in a pub run, I guess, or a, or a uh, pub crawl, but yeah. it involves running, not crawling. Or a pub walk. Well, it's a, uh, a collaborative event if you will it's, it's actually a ticketed thing between uh fleet feet which is the local uh running i guess shoes yeah like running, running shoes running gear um yeah. promoters they've got a store here they also do a lot of events um and they collaborate with a lot of oh yeah the breweries to do like a weekly pub run where you meet up on a weeknight at a certain time go for a one three five mile run whatever you're comfortable with and you have a beer afterwards to enjoy so that's just a nice thing that i've been to a few times this one was a um, the pub runs are generally free, but this one was paid because it includes beers at a few stops. So that'll oh, be yeah. a nice little treat. Um, run a little bit, go to a destination. Um, we're hitting up Jarvis Street, which, as you guys have heard, Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Many, many times. We're, we're there pretty frequently, but I've never ran there. So Yeah, yeah. Um, well, neither. We'll be I didn't realize that they um, said where y'all would be running. Yeah, so they uh, coordinated with Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. That'll be the first stop of the... Uh, the run and uh we get a beer there so we started emporium emporium um okay. and, and fleet feet are the two that are mm-hmm. kind of putting this on so i mean technically i could get there early have a beer before <laughs> um <laughs> warm it up because we, we start and end at emporium so um start there go to uh, driver street and there's uh there's gonna be like beers ready for us when we get there um it's all part of the the ticketed price you go from driver street i think to um uptown brewing company mm-hmm. Uh, which is not terribly far from Driver Street. Have a beer there. They're releasing a new Irish Red, um, which I elected to get tomorrow. Nice. Um, so what did be... you have to pick them beforehand? Yeah, so they, they ask uh, you to do that just so they kind of have an idea of what beers to have. It's like you're RCPing um, to a wedding. Because they're going to kind of have them poured, so that way the runners can come in and just kind of like go to a, oh, a section like, to like... Is it like the beer mile where you like run to one place <laughs> and then chug a beer and then oh. run to the next one? Oh. Or do you so hang I th- out there for a little bit. Yeah, I think it's like it's it's a hangout thing. It's okay. I, I think it's kind of self paced. I think they might have sort of a a cap on time at each location, but um, you get to enjoy a beer like a full pour at every place. That's pretty cool. Um, and then the the third stop will be Winslow's uh, Tavern. Oh yeah, and they've got a pretty oh, okay. big uh, beer selection. And I guess they have uh, Carolina Brewing Company. I think it oh, is. Oh okay. Um, they've nice. got a, a Shamrock Ale, which is just essentially it's going to be um a green ale um and so i elected to get that of course but uh yeah so you get to pick one of two beers every stop um it's included uh bring some tip money run a little bit by the third beer you won't even care how far you're running anymore yeah exactly why do you want to run after you drink i don't know it's weird i don't know why anyone would sign up for that (laughs) yeah (laughs) wait did you just sign us up or something no, I kind of forgot it was happening, actually, so I, I, I didn't sign up. Well, yeah, Jen was the one that found out about it, I think, first, and then I'm always in for something like that, uh, but then we tried to convince these guys, and... Yeah, I forgot. I mean, I would I would 
do it. I would do it not. right now. Sign up. I mean, <clears throat> I'm. I've been in better running shape, but I can still do it. I think the longest leg is like 0.9 miles. Oh, 0.9 miles? Oh, yeah. From point to drivers is less than a mile. And then from there to everywhere else, it's such a short little leg that I don't think I'll even notice. Oh, yeah. That's that's real. I mean, even I can do that. That's not not so much. (laughs) You know, John Peel on the iFit treadmill thing has really trained me to run 0.9 miles. I can do it. I love John Peel. John Peel. I'm I'm (laughs) going to cancel our iFit subscription. (laughs) He's just so motivating. He is actually pretty motivating. I do have to say... He's also he's a handsome man. He um, is. Well, sadly, there are no more spots opening. Oh, uh, we'll just have to run with you and then pay for our own beers. Yeah, who's to say you can't? Who's to say? We, yeah. I mean, Ooh. we joked that Lauren could just drive along. Ooh, you're going to gonna get me? Well, I'm sorry. I thought this is America. I thought I could run wherever I wanted to. <laughs> these sidewalks belong to you. Wrong. I pay taxes for these sidewalks. I don't. I don't, don't pay taxes. Oh, you tax evasion? Tax evasion. Don't say just that kidding. the IRS is listening. I'm just kidding. I filed my taxes. I did pay them. You didn't know Hey, good thing there. Hey, I paid my taxes. Oh yeah, we did just do if our the taxes. The IRS is here listening. Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> We're just kidding. Oh, quick, file your taxes. <laughs> no, actually, we did our taxes. Uh, Yesterday, Tuesday. Monday. What even day is it? Monday. Monday. It was the day after I couldn't sleep. Oh yeah, this yeah, day I was off. I did very taxes. random. Like I just slept zero hours, and it was horrible. But you know, uh, what else is going on in the, in the the beer news? We paid our taxes, and there's also the Barrel Culture Invitational. So Barrel Culture Brewing in Durham, North Carolina. They have their yearly invitational, which is pretty uh, kind of an exclusive event, I guess. Tickets aren't on sale yet. We're hoping to snag some this year. Uh, we By the time we saw it last year, it was, it was way too late. But they've got 40-plus breweries confirmed for attendance, and that's happening in October, mid-October. So I'm looking forward to that. You guys have never been. Have you ever been to Barrel Culture? Did you no. go when you were in Durham, Nick? Um, I don't believe so. Where uh, is it? Like what part of Durham? I'm not familiar with Durham. Oh, the way much. you were talking, it, I assumed that you had been. No, I've not been oh. yet. I've, <laughs> oh, I'd okay. like to go, but I've not been. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited been. for that to come out. So, gonna be on the lookout for that. Oh yeah, we're gonna sure. get there and snag some ticks. Um, we haven't been like, oh yeah, have you have you heard our podcast? <laughs> We've amassed such a huge following that you should, uh, you know. Get us tickets. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. We'll just... Uh, it'll be pricey, but it'll be worth it for sure. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Berta. Um, This Boys is a little bit, little bit of a late news here, but um, I didn't actually realize that R&D Brewing Company, which is um, in Raleigh, they opened mm-hmm. their new Seven Saturdays Tap Room um, Ooh. just under a month ago. Um, I'll have to check that out sometime. Yeah. Seven Saturdays. Isn't that their IPA? Yeah. And um, so they also have now an Imperial Sevens... IPA, which I want to check out as well, because Seven Saturdays is a really nice mm-hmm. um, IPA. It's not too strong. It's almost kind of like a sessionable IPA. This Imperial one is nine point five percent, so not really sessionable. But no, um, <laughs> yeah. Usually, if it's got Imperial in front of it, you're not going to session it very much. Yeah. So yeah, they just opened up um, that new tap room in Raleigh. Um, I'm really excited to try that out. Um, I just I just had their storm brew on Sunday. Oh yeah, um, which is for the Carolina hurricanes. hurricanes. Now, that's a really nice. Uh, yeah, for any hockey fans out yeah. there, they brew it, serve it at PNC Arena. They've also got I think uh, uh, last summer was it last summer or the summer before when I was doing that little mini reviews of low calorie beers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had one on the list. It's the uh, resolution, 
which is locale ale. You have that, Lauren? I don't think I have. I think you have. I don't I think you have. Check your untapped. Check your tap. Yeah. When in doubt, untap it out. <laughs> no. When in doubt, untap it out. You know what I'm saying? We're going to strike that one from the <laughs> Strike it. Editing. Just kidding. Nothing's ever edited. These are all just yeah. off the cuff. Just ad lib. Nothing's know. ever been edited ever on this show, I can assure you. <laughs> no, not once ever. Raw recordings all the time. We might as well just do it live. I mean, yeah. we get it right every time. First take. 60% of the time. It's right every time. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what's your what? So what's I guess we've been sipping on this beer for a little bit. Mm-hmm. What's your impression? Light, refreshing, good for a hot day outside. I could probably drink several in one sitting. <laughs> Crushing them. I mean, it's low enough. Yeah. Maybe you could. Mm-hmm. I enjoy that it carries a little bit more of a malt backbone mm-hmm. than some lagers. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's a little bready. Yeah. I don't know. Like bread, not Brett. This Bread-y. is a nice little microphone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, overall, good flavor for a lager. I like it. I would definitely say it's a premium lager, premium. whatever that means. Premium. Yeah, basically, you feel like you're just drinking water. So but, it's not falsely advertised. Mm-hmm. It says yeah. premium lager on the can. This would be good for a beer mile, speaking of beer and running. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah Although yeah, it might yeah. be, I mean... Maybe a light lager would be preferred for something like that, but yeah. Well, you know what would be good? That locale um, ones that we got down at the beach. Those locale beers. Oh, you just talked about those, yeah. We had a whole bunch of them. Yeah, we did. But they actually said like it was low in the name. Low and hazy. Goose maybe, Island. Maybe. Or those would be very easy to do for um, yeah. a beer. Wait, no, practice. I might not. But Goose Island had a different one. Bit. Low pitch. Low, well, no, a- low pitch is a um a beer from Highwire. Oh. That's not a low calorie one. Oh, oh. Um, thinking of other low names. I'll have to check out the Instagram posts yeah. from this summer. Oh yeah, check yeah. it out. But yeah, that'd be great. What do we do the beer mile with uh, Durham Light? Mm. Yeah, it was yeah mm-hmm. the from Dirty Bowl. Or is that what was it? even Durham? I think it was like Durham beer, the Durham one that's like company? in the baseball stadium or something like that isn't it or am i losing it um no i think you're right or no no, no wait it's um is it dirty bowl brewing no i think it's that's what i was thinking it was but i could be totally wrong well yeah there's a couple in there um bull durham beer is what it is bull durham there it is bull durham which i is where oh, yeah R and D locale resolution I think would be good. We literally just talked about that beer one minute ago. I said, "Oh, that is the beer I had. I had. I had it." <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> we could have I, that I low needed, calorie beer. But you I can needed tell to see is... the can. Um, yeah. The R and D I get confused with that other one. Wow, you know you're really. Uh, <laughs> with the paying attention thing i think lauren's trying to research our topic for today uh and she didn't uh, listen to me say that but that's all right i forgive you this time yeah yes this is boulder and beer company the only craft beer company located inside a minor league ballpark our name reflects reflects our roots within the durham community and especially with the durham bulls baseball team 
bowls. So yeah, so it is in the there the they've got two beers. <laughs> they've got the Kolsch and the Light Ale. Uh, the Light Ale is what we had for the beer mile, which way back we did a beer mile, which is run a quarter mile or drink a beer, run a quarter mile, and then repeat until you finish a mile. And hopefully don't puke in the process. Yes, which somebody did right in front of me. <laughs> Just leaned to the side. And then kept going. All in good fun. I'm ready to pre- practice, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to get ahead of it this time. I've been doing the running part. I haven't been doing as much chugging as I should be. I'm just going to start sprinting. <laughs> Only just sprint miles. We need to get those, like, uh, parachute harnesses where it, like, oh, slows yeah. you. So it's like the drag you get from running. It makes it harder. And so those respirator we... things, but we put oh, a straw yeah. in it. <laughs> or a beer helmet. You know, the beer can helmets yeah. that you wear? We drink yeah. a beer while you're on. Mm-hmm. If only that was a line. They play the Rocky uh, montage music. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That's not the Rocky music, is it? That was like an off-brand version. <laughs> <laughs> it almost sounded like the Family Feud song. Oh, Connected. yeah, it is. Come <laughs> on down. Oh, man. Wait, we... that's Price is Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm giving up Yeah, now. give up. <laughs> no, we were talking the other day about how, like, uh, you know, we saw one of those memes or, like, TikTok things about, like, Steve Harvey, like, acting offended when they obviously ask a question that's yeah. meant to lead them down a dirty path on yeah. Family Feud. <laughs> There's that one guy who does that TikTok and he like just his reaction is like so on brand with uh Steve Harvey's impression. It's it's great. Yeah, it's like the the look of disbelief that somebody could <gasps> even if interpreted the question in such a way. I know the question's like, what on your wife are you most likely to grab? And then they say something inappropriate, and he's like, what? I thought you were going to say elbow. <laughs> also, that was the worst Steve Harvey impression I've ever heard. I'm Steve Harvey. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm Steve Harvey. Hey, yo, what's your man, Steve Harvey? <laughs> you want some gobbledygook? Look at that one. Hey, yo. Bing bong. <laughs> wow, that, wow, that was bad. That was... Not good. Should we move on to our topic of the day? Yeah, I think yeah so. maybe move away from impressions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Step away from the impressions. Get out of here with some some gabagool. All some, right, and some dignity. And some dignity. Right. We've already lost yeah, that long gone. ago. Yeah, but in in the holiday spirit, St. Patrick's Day, we figured we'd do an episode that's focused on it, but we wanted to get more down to the roots of it. What's the history mm-hmm. behind St. Patrick's Day? And less the Americanized version of let's go drink a bunch of green beers and figure out what that is. Because that's an evolution of the thing. But we really want to know what is St. Patrick's Day actually about and how did we become to celebrate it? What you got for us, Lauren? Well, actually, I, I honestly didn't realize until I was reading today that um, there's a large religious base and foundation in St. Patrick's Day. You you mean St. Patrick? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes I can't put two and two together. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I think because of um, American culture in the U.S., it's not necessarily viewed as a religious holiday. Um, no, it's not like an observed thing no. as far as having a religious connotation that much in the U.S. No, for like sure. 95% of people probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't go to church on St. Patrick's yeah. Day. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, and it's, it, you, you, you're almost a bit surprised because of, like, the religious history of St. Patrick and, you know, his 
large role. I mean, he, he was the prominent leader of bringing Christianity to Ireland. So it's kind of surprising in a way that that wouldn't have carried forward to the U.S. as you know the holiday or the celebration kind of emigrated with uh, people coming to the U.S. Yeah. I didn't carry a heavy religious undertone to the mm-hmm. celebration. The celebrations recognized, I think, observe him, but not in that regard, I don't think, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, really, when you dive into it, and did a little look, uh, history.com has a, a, a nice article on it, and they talk about St. Patrick. He was living during the 5th century, so long, long time ago. Uh, he became the patron saint of Ireland, and he actually was born in Roman Britain. And then he was kidnapped and brought to Ireland, which is very interesting, yeah. at the age of 16. So, I mean, back then, like an adult almost, but he escaped and then came back to Ireland. But when he came back, he brought Christianity to Ireland with him. So that's really the, I guess, the celebration about him uh, and really bringing Christianity into the Irish scape. Right. And so, you know, the Irish... Uh, really sort of recognizing his contribution by returning and, and bringing Christianity, you know, they, they're recognizing him with uh, traditionally a lot of those religious services and events and, um, you know, having feasts in his honor. Um, really the way that you might expect a lot of uh, religious holidays to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's like, you know, early celebrations, but, you know, as you said, of course, things evolve over time. Oh, um, yeah. And it's interesting to also read about the legend of St. Patrick because I think there's so much in his history that is confirmed, but also some that's kind of lore or potentially mm-hmm. potentially not confirmed um, as far as what he actually had done. Not in a bad way, just I think a lot of people carry a bit of like a an aura to them, mm-hmm. like they're just a figure of, of legend because of, um, you know, at the time, record-keeping was not as yeah. accurate either, so people... Sort of translate and tell things differently. Yeah, yeah. When you're when you're talking about oral history, I mean, think about that classic game that you played when you said, you know, telephone game or whatever, where you yeah said something to the person next to you, then they translated it to the next person, and then it just became a huge garbled mess when it was at the end. Uh, but yeah, I mean, when you're talking about legends, this article cites one of the legends is that he explained the Holy Trinity, so the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit using. The three-leaf clover. Mm-hmm. Uh, very interesting. And I wonder I wonder what's the history behind the, the four-leaf clover bringing luck then. Yeah. That's a great question. That's great. You're I always nice. kind of really assumed it was based on mm-hmm. the rarity of, uh, because it's essentially a, a... Genetic mutation. Yeah, of the, the clover itself. Um, but actually, so the clover is, um, from what I've read, is actually like the sort of national plant of Ireland now. Um and green, that's another thing that's kind of interesting, the connotation of green or the representation of green in the holiday. Um, you might suspect, as I did, that it's just part of Ireland's rich culture and history with their flag containing green. Um, you know, green can often translate to life and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually, it was kind of more of a, again, an Americanized um, shift in that um, original sort of celebration of St. Patrick. I think blue was what I read to be more of a common color associated with him. Hmm. And part of this um, process of, you know, immigration to the U.S. and then, you know, again, things kind of translate and um, things evolve over time naturally. It became 
more uh, green became more of the the identifiable color with St. Patrick, and then just with Irish culture overall. I oh mean, yeah, you identify that with the shamrock. I think Emerald Isle kind of connotates a, a green um, image, um, and there's just uh, a lot of that with the flag again that I mentioned. So I think that just kind of became the norm. Now you see things like uh, the Chicago River being dyed green, people wearing green on the day without getting pinched or in fear yeah. of being pinched. So. Yeah. And green beers. Good reminder to actually wear some green tomorrow. I wore green to work today, and somebody was like, "Oh, do you have another green shirt to wear tomorrow?" I think they're planning on pinching me. <laughs> be on the lookout for them. Yeah, plan ahead. Yeah, and what's fascinating about that too is, even though this was a lot of this was devised by um, Americans as they sort of adopted this holiday, and um, you know, it evolved and it kind of became its own celebration here. Um, Irish people actually have in turn adopted some of those or have taken on some of those same celebrations as their own. Um, namely with the color green being part of the celebration and being kind of a, a cornerstone of oh, yeah. um, St. Patrick's Day. But I wonder if, if that is more because they've just accepted that as the, the popular choice or if it's like a, an effort to sort of just attract tourism saying, hey, you know, we're you know, come here, wear green, green beer, um, is like mm-hmm. a, a way to sort of attract like maybe Americans to come visit yeah. uh, Ireland and, and pick up on some of the same traditions that we're, we're used to here, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and I, when I was reading into it, like I saw a lot of the like Irish leagues and the Irish patriotism with the immigrants that came to America, you know, they had that green theme a lot. I think it was like a uniting theme. Mm-hmm. Based on what you know, stuff that I read. Not that I have any experience with that, but when was uh St. Patrick's Day actually first celebrated? So where do you think it would be celebrated? I would. I mean, I, if you were to ask me that question before I read into it, I would say Ireland. <laughs> Clearly in Brussels. <laughs> no, actually, it was first celebrated eh. in Ireland. But... So what I found interesting was that the first St. Patrick's Day parade actually didn't take place in Ireland, but took place in the good old U.S. of A. Yeah, that's really weird, isn't it? Like, So what in state do you think it. that it would take place in? Mm, for, I feel, uh, yeah, I feel like you'd say like, oh yeah, well there's a bunch of Irish immigrants into New York City, so you would like guess oh, that. Oh, that would be a good guess. But... I'm assuming you're so for the, wrong. Yeah, for the longest time, though, I feel like I associated St. Patrick's Day with Chicago um, because, you know, they... Deep dish pizza? No. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Because, too, they dye their, their river right. green. And so, like, oh, well, instinctively, obviously, that's where it would be wrong. Actually, in St. Augustine, Florida. Yes, yeah, the most Irish of places. Yeah, uh, back in yeah. 1601. And also without Boston too, like I think of like oh, yeah, Boston, Massachusetts sure. and Boston being like, there's just a lot of Irish, I guess like theme immigrants, theme going on. yeah, yeah. Um, interesting, yeah. Florida would not have been on my radar at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Welcome to Florida, home well, of the Irish. But guess who it was organized by? An yeah. Irish man? Do you think? No, a Spanish colonies Irish vicar. I guess he was Irish. <laughs> <laughs> But it was from a Spanish An Irishman? So. No, just a guy that was Irish. <laughs> I 
mean, I'm sorry. I guess he identifies as being Irish. The vicar. Did you you know what a vicar is? <laughs> no, maybe that's I had to look into that problem. too and see what that was, but it's a it's like the representative of a bishop. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so he was there. I just thought it meant like someone who aspires to be Irish. Vicar. <laughs> <laughs> Top of the morning to you. <laughs> yeah, you're not being a vicar right now. But yeah, he, he did the first one, Parade, back then. And uh, very interesting, 1601. And then it transitioned to homesick Irish soldiers marching in New York City in the 1700s. And then kind of after that really is when the parade scene kicked off for that. You know, New York City, Boston, Chicago, all those things that started to to grow up so it's it, pretty crazy how it, it it the parade like did start here but they had been celebrating it you know way back i think since the 10th century is when it said uh in ireland but as they emigrated here and you've had you know some of the irish pride and and some of the religious influences it started to grow here very cool yeah there's interesting history just of how it has evolved into one of the largest, I think actually the largest uh, parade in the U.S., like civilian parade anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's just, or longest running anyway. Um, and it just, it starts from like kind of humble beginnings. And um, I mean, I think now, you know, St. Patrick's celebrations, including parades and, um, you know, popular uh, cuisines that are associated with it. It's just, uh interesting to see that evolution over time and starting in such a like i said with an interesting kind of premier location to then evolve up to the bigger cities where you might expect it, like chicago mm-hmm. and new york and boston but um to have not have been devised there is what i think is most striking to me about um like the american the early american yeah. celebrations of it anyway well it's cool though to read too how it was a way for the, the irish immigrants to rally together because there was a, i mean a, a ton of prejudice and hate towards the Irish because, you know, I feel like as, you know, many immigrant groups or many groups that come into the country with different uh, backgrounds or accents or different beliefs, you know, it's a common theme for them to to be uh, kind of beat down and said chastised for being different, but they, yeah. they kind of harness the power of like St. Patrick's Day and the parades to, to show their pride and say, hey, we can we can stand up to this and and be proud of our our ancestry and roots ancestry and roots and it worked you know because it brought it to you know the mainstream attention but it shifted yeah. a little bit to more of a drinking festival yeah <laughs> it had really uh, strong roots roots to it and yeah well and it's it's just, it's kind of a shame too because they kind of exploited a bit you know some some of those prejudices that you mentioned. Um, with with the Irish Americans and um, you know the depictions were not always very sensitive and it's just kind of sad to see that that had been at the forefront of many of the celebrations but you know it, it became a strong point for them to for the Irish American to be able to to kind of rally and and become unified and and have some source of power I guess in the U.S. and, and to accept the mm-hmm. um, you know or to really kind of re- reinforce those traditional Irish um, roots but. Um, yeah, now we're, now we're sitting here and we think about green beer and, um, you know, just a lot of Irish whiskey is just kind of, I mean, yeah. and it's in a way, it's just 
that's just how I think things evolve over time is you kind of, you get comfortable with what you like about a holiday or you, you kind of maybe, you know, and then the consumerism comes over yeah. top of it. And it's like, let's sell this and that. Mainstream. Don't get me wrong. I love green things. And... I like Guinness. Oh, yeah. I like green. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Well, he said, I like green things. I like Guinness. Oh, okay. Like money. <laughs> money green. Doesn't, yeah. That doesn't really money. correlate, but okay. Um, yeah. Do you know why? The Chicago River has died, Lauren. Do you know? I don't. You should tell me, though. <laughs> it's actually interesting. It was actually a way originally for them to detect illegal sewage from businesses. Like, they would use this dye to track illegal <gasps> sewage oh polluting. It's like the thing that you put in the pools, the public pools, you know, that turn, uh, like, turn bright green. blue. When it- when Peanut? someone urinates in it. Oh, have, oh, you, been, have you done that before, Lauren? Have no, I've seen it? it. Do you pee in the on pool? On television. Lauren, are you peeing in the pool? No, I don't pee in the pool. Yeah, it was their pollution control workers using the dyes to trace the illegal sewage discharges. But then they said, hey, we could use this to, to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. So they did. But originally it said that they put 100 pounds of green vegetable dye into the river. Wow. That was enough to keep it green for a week. That seems very wasteful. Like, why would you do that for, why do you need it for a whole week? Yeah, and then they said, well, <laughs> this causes some environmental damage. So now they use uh, 40 pounds, and it apparently only uh, is green for a few hours now. Oh, really? Okay. But very interesting. Like, yeah, it's got to be a pretty high concentration to be that bright green. Yeah. I wonder what the impacts of that were. Yeah, I wondered, especially, because they, they do that, and don't they dye it a different color for some other... Um, haven't they dyed it for other well, I don't know. events maybe. too or holidays or Probably. maybe for like teams I'm trying to remember if they've dyed it like for a sports team before but um, sports yeah sports <laughs> wow so yeah what, anything else about St. Patrick's Day you guys want to discuss no it just is like you said I think you wrap it up pretty nicely with the whole consumerism point. That's kind of what a lot of holidays become these days, I think. And mm-hmm. um, it's all about how can you market this and you know how can we exploit people to buy things. And yeah. Lucky how charms. You, how can you create a podcast with a seasonal title <laughs> that you can exploit for yeah. listens? <laughs> so, just kidding. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. it's that's just how the world works. I think it's how oh, know, yeah, times yeah. have changed and so it's just it's nice i think to uh, this is the most i've ever really dove into the history of oh yeah the actual holiday and its roots and um you know you kind of appreciate what actually um brings you to this moment and um obviously you know the the, the heavier consumers consumerist holidays um i mean like christmas has devolved into basically a, a frenzy on Val- start, starting at black friday well but i think People lose sight of the real meaning of Christmas. Yeah, that's exactly when I what think you're of, saying. But I'm saying with consumerism, I think largely a Valentine's Day and mm. the candy and the card industry. Easter, Easter candy, like you I know. think all Easter of those presents. have been like. When did that start? <laughs> Easter presents. Yeah. Well, you guys I get mean, presents on Easter? No, I didn't. That's the Easter <laughs> bunny. The Easter bunny, but that's not the true meaning of Easter. Right. And like, 
I think we lose sight of that when we focus so much on the consumerism. And the giving, the constant need to give and to get yeah. things in return. Like, um, Joe, you can cons- can still consider um, getting me an Easter gift. Yeah, and we'll get you a nice rotten egg. <sighs> because Lauren does know the true meaning of Easter. I know the true meaning oh, of you Easter. You know the true meaning. So, so she can, can be like, I can receive your gifts. Yes, yeah. thank you. That's what I would think. I think that's important is like, you can still... You know, we're not going to shame anybody into not celebrating a holiday, you know, in oh, a yeah. traditional sense. Just, uh, just it's, it's good to be aware I and mean, be mindful yeah, of, um, and, and also just, you know, be aware of potential, potentially insensitive um, ways to celebrate things or to, uh, you know, to discuss things too. I think that's something I kind of learned about, Yeah, which I'm already getting ahead of our, what did we learn today segment? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Just good to know. Celebrate the holiday with purpose. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just like we drink beer with purpose. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Don't forget the reason for the season. Yeah, I like that. Don't forget the reason for the season. Well, Elsie, do you have a little surprise for us? Are you going to try to trick us today with your pick? Elsie's pick of the week. Pick of the week. Yeah, yeah. Assume your positions. Assumed. Close them eyes. Closed. Ooh, that was a loud crack. I'm so far away from Lauren now, I don't know if she can even reach so me. So far away. Don't worry, I'll come find you. My outstretched hand is ready. Sounds pretty foamy. Pretty carbonated. Alright, just... Cool your jets for a second, guys. Um, oh. I will hand you your beverage when ready. We got to cool our jets. Oh, did you yes. pour it too foamy or something? We've got a little extra foam sitch at the top here, so you know. Can you give us that... any, any hints on this beer? Um, it comes in a can. Oh, that's all we need to know. Okay. Wow, it comes <laughs> in a can. It's very peaches. Is it peaches? Yes. Peaches come in a can. It's very liquid. <laughs> Okay, good. I'm glad it's not solid. That's good. Actually, I actually have not yet um had this beer, so you've not, have I? Um, I actually did not check to validate. All right, I will deliver. Deliver. I'm gonna put hands in different directions, so whichever is easier for you to reach me. Okay, I got a beer in my hand. We got a taster glass. There we go. All right. Smells sweet. And I got my nose wet. Smells malty. (laughs) Interesting on the nose. Yeah. Ooh. Wait, have I had this before? I do not. Malty. Yeah, it is malty. It's almost like stouty. Malty. Let me uh, double check and... I'm getting a lot of chocolate. Yeah. It's like very sweet. Chocolatey. Little bit of bitterness to back it up. Almost like a chocolate milkshake stout. <laughs> One of my friends has checked this in. Alright, I'm gonna take a look at it. Ah, oh, it's Nick. Ooh, it was Nick. I so I've had it. this before. But so Nick has had this before and he checked it in with Joe. Wait, but Joe yeah. has not checked it in. So that might help me. When have I checked in a beer with you? Oh, there's a lot of this. <laughs> hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. Um, I know, it's very So that specific. won't help me at all. What are your uh, tasting notes on it, Lauren? 
I haven't tried it yet. I just poured it. Give it a try. Thanks <sighs> for that deep sniff in the microphone. So it's not too too heavy bodied. Mm-mm. It's not too viscous. A just a little bit mouth coating. The yeah. Well, it's like sugar. I feel it on my tongue and then like my gums feel kind of. Interesting. Kind of dry after, but. Let me let me check the expiration date on this. I don't think it tastes bad. No, I don't think it tastes bad. I think she's just paranoid because every time it comes into play. She's had some bad luck. She even tried the other week. What was the beer that was just, it was off the shelf. It was better. Yeah, better days. Yeah, Sweetwater. it's definitely end date. Okay. It's sweet. Maybe a little bit of spice on the on the finish. It's almost like milk stabby. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a guess, Nick? Um. Hmm. I'm wondering if I'm if I'm gonna concur with your like spice on like retro nasal a bit. I I sense that a little bit too. It's almost like a cinnamony. It's really only on like the retro nasal that's once that sweetness yeah. subsides and a little bit of alcohol in there. It's like it reminds me a touch of that uh that beer from Double Barley. It's like the Sparky's. Hot chocolate, oh, I think, yeah. or spark- sparky something, and it's like a chocolate stout with some cinnamon of it, I believe. Yeah, but that comes in a bottle, right? Yeah, it does. It just has a very similar vibe. Vibing. Because I feel like a lot of times when you get like a chocolate stout. Oh, I saw the can. Oh, you did? Mm-hmm. You saw what it was? Well, I know what it is based off the logo on the can. Why are you cheating? Yeah. I didn't mean to cheat. I just looked over this at you and you're holding it up. This beer pick of the week. All right, Nick. So if I'm we're on to, the right track, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with. Uh, Give oh, you a hint. I want it's a brewery in Asheville. In Asheville, mm-hmm. hmm. there's a few of those. Yeah, there's that narrows it down just a touch. Is it from Belgium? <laughs> <laughs> we're just doing a New Belgium day. Is it from Highwire? Nope. Nope. Hmm. Is it from? Nope. <laughs> I think uh, it's from a can, and a lot of, I know a lot of them that do bottles. So I'm trying to that helps me narrow it down a little mm-hmm. bit. Is it from Wicked Weed? Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, oh. Uh, no, I can't think of a. I want to say it's like a chocolate stout, but I don't know if that's. I mean, yeah. close. I don't know what exact beer okay. it is, but it's it's one of their. Um, Lay it on me. All right, like, so this is uh, Wicked Weed Brewing's Milk and Cookies. It's milk a, and Cookies, nice. It's an imperial stout brewed with golden raisins, cinnamon, so, Ooh, you know, that yeah. spice there, and vanilla. This was part of that um, four-pack of Guilty Pleasures guilty that pleasures, I had gotten it. at Wegmans, actually. Oh, the old Weg. Yeah, uh, what do you think the ABV is? I'm going to go with 10.4%. What's your thoughts, Nicholas? Oh gosh, uh, I felt it was pretty light. I would have guessed like close to like eight, maybe. Yeah, eight point five. Ooh, mm. it doesn't. It didn't. I do think that this light. is a. It doesn't drink heavy. Well, I mean, <laughs> pretty no. light. It's eight percent. A nice light. 8%. But if you no, if you knew it was an imperial stout though, like I do think that this tastes a little lighter. It's not as heavy. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's oh, not the imperial super threw me off. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed that. Oh yeah, because it's smooth so. and it's sweet mm-hmm. and it's lighter body. Oh, it's medium body. It's not like a really heavy, boozy yeah. stout. Yeah, I went a little higher with the ABV because it is a little bit boozy, but not like. I don't really. I, I could probably it's drink more that of whole the alcoholic can. sweetness. Yeah. I wish I had given you guys less and given myself more. <laughs> yeah. 
What else did you crack over there, Lauren? You got another beer cracked. Pint can. Oh, uh, yeah. I had a little ancillary fermentation from our friends over at Fortnite. Well, ancillary I think it's from ancillary fermentation. They think they brewed it collab with Fortnite. Yeah. Brewed, They're kind of there. Brewed and pack, packaged by Fortnite. It is. I thought they were on like separate brew project, though. The can says brewed and packaged by Fortnite. This one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that I think they have different. We've had um, that for a while. I'm surprised it didn't explode everywhere when you opened it. It's permanently imper- impermanent. That was a pretty good IPA. Yeah. All right, guys. What'd you learn today? Uh, you go first, Lauren, because I. Lauren, go first. I think when you and I already said something, I learned that the American culture and consumerism has ruined a lot of holidays. Wow. That- <laughs> <laughs> that we a have deep deep approach to what we've learned today <laughs> yeah just saying we should remember the reason for the season are you ready nick to tell us what you learned or no yeah i learned that um irish vickers aren't from ireland oh man sorry i stole it i'll tell you that i learned from our our research is that the Green dying of the Chicago River is because they were looking for illegal sewage. <laughs> so like, oh, hey, that can celebrate as well. Stop dumping in the river. Stop taking dumps in the river and dying it green. You know what I'm saying? That's where the green comes from. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. All the dumps. No. no. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, no. All right. Well. That wraps us up for episode 25 of Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. Don't forget to check us out on our socials at Instagram at East Carolina Beer, on our website, eastcarolinabeer.com. Check out our Twitter at East Beer. We're also on Facebook and email eastcarolinabeer at gmail.com. And, you know, any one of those ways, if you want to hit us up, just chat. We're always happy happy to talk. Lauren, quit making weird faces at me. (laughs) But anyway, that wraps us up, and we'll see you next time. Cheers. Bye. Cheers.